Good morning. It's good to be with you on this uh, wonderful Monday morning as we continue in our time together in Advent. Advent is a wonderful season. I know we've uh, been enjoying our Advent at St. Matthew's. We had a great Confirmation Sunday yesterday. Nine young people made a public profession of faith, had two baptisms. Um, God is really good. <laughs> God is so good. And I'm thankful for all the things that God's doing in, in my church. And I'm praying for what God's doing in your church, that in this uh, Christmas season, the season of Advent, that we can be thankful and worship uh, the newborn King. So thanks for being with us as we continue in our time um, in Advent today. Today, we're going to be reading uh, from Luke chapter 4. We're reading Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. Luke 4, 16 through 21, where Luke writes these words. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found there what was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim relief to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed, fixed upon him. Then he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I always joke sometimes, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus is probably not a good model for preaching for us preachers because uh it's a pretty short sermon, isn't it? I think my people would like it if I just um, <laughs> just said, this is what the text says. I, I'll never forget when we were in the Delta. I had a really bad tooth infection that um, would flare up every few months. And one, and I always knew it was going to flare up because I, I, the day before it would happen, I'd have a real bad runny nose and I'd feel like I was getting a cold. And so sure enough, on a Saturday, it began to flare up. I said, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to hurt. And this tooth infection was terrible. Like it was the kind of pain that would make you nauseous. And so, um, so I woke up Sunday morning and I, it was hurt so bad I couldn't stand it. So um, my thought was, I'll take my pain medicine. And by the time I get to my first church, I had three little churches I preached in at 8, 8.30, 10, 11 o'clock, 8.45, 10, 11 o'clock rather. And I said, by the time I get to my first church, Lytton, you know, I'm Methodist church. I will, um, the adrenaline will kick in and I'll be fine. So uh, I took my pain meds and Holly was with me. And by the time we got to Lytton, I, I didn't know what world I was in. So my wife brought me aside and laid me on the back pew. And the text that Sunday was the Magnificat, Mary's Song of Praise. So Holly preached for me that Sunday. She read the text and then her sermon was this. I can't imagine how Mary felt. Let's pray. <laughs> and so uh, I, uh, people, I think people really enjoyed that sermon. You know, people really enjoyed that sermon. As the old joke is, there's a, it's a thin line between a long sermon and a hostage situation. But Jesus didn't give a long sermon today, did he? No, he didn't. He read the text. He read from Isaiah. And what does it say in Isaiah? It says, the spirit of the Lord's appointed me upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he says, this text has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, I'm the fulfillment of this text because I've come and begun my ministry. This text has been fulfilled. I heard somebody say one time, it stuck with me through the years. 
when you read the Bible, if it's not good news to the poor, it's not good news. What do the angels say? A few chapters before. Suddenly there was the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And then these shepherds, these dirty, unwashed, filthy, smelly, stinky shepherds went and found the Christ child and worshipped. We get the story of this backwards, at least our culture does today. I mean, it's December 11th. You're probably thinking right now at some place in your mind, if you've not started thinking this yet, about all the things you have to do in the next 14 days. Haven't you two weeks from today? <laughs> you better start shopping. Think about all that we have to do. Presents to buy and wrap. Invitations to send out. Parties to go to, stuff to do, family, this. And if we aren't careful, we'll place Jesus in the background of the season and then we'll get to him on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve if we're lucky. Jesus flips the narrative of Christmas what it should be. He reminds us that he is the one whose birthday it is we're celebrating. And on passages like today, we're reminded of what the mission of this season is. It's ironic that we have turned this day of worship to the Christ child born in a humble major. The one who um, told us he was anointed to give good news to the poor. We've turned it into a just a, another thing about us. That can't be the purpose of Christmas, y'all. It can't be. It can't be the purpose of this season. It can't be. As great as it is to be together and celebrate, as wonderful as that is, as wonderful as it is to give gifts to each other and to receive gifts. I love receiving gifts. Who doesn't? This is a call. This 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 season is a call for us to frame our eyes upon Christ to make Jesus Christ and his ministry the North Star of our life. Not anything else but Jesus and his ministry. And we see today that he said he has called us to, to fulfill this message that is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, he's the fulfillment of this good news. And when he ascended to his father, he said, you'll do even greater things. And there's so much, so many needs around us, y'all. All we have to do is look around. We don't have to look far. Those of us in Madison, we can look all around and see need after need and hurt after hurt. And some of the need is some of the most dire poverty you're going to ever imagine. But sometimes huh, people are so poor, all they have is possessions. So think about how much poverty is covered up with stuff. The answer to our problems is not one more present. The answer to our problems is not one more event. The answer to our problems is not one more business. The answer to our problems is Jesus. 
And Jesus calls us to go to the brokenhearted, to the poor, the heavy laden, the weary, and to take the good news of his coming to them, to help, to care, to serve, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. If we're not careful, we'll turn this into something that's about us. And as great as our stuff is, as much fun as it is to be with family and, and see the joy. That's wonderful, y'all. I've got, you're like mine. You're probably like me. Your, your photo app is full of pictures of Christmas that you would, that are so valuable. But for me, maybe the most valuable Christmas I had as a father was when we were in Ripley. And we couldn't get down to see family because we were umpteen dozen hours away from Bogachetta. So on Christmas Day, we stayed. And there was a, a place there called First Mondays, which was a flea market. And every year for First Mondays, <clears throat> the community would have a breakfast, a dinner for those that were in need, those that were just lonely, didn't have a place to go. I remember taking my kids, me and Holly and the kids, one year went to surf. I thought, yeah, that's what's about, isn't it? What's about? So as you start checking off your to-do list and all the stuff you have to do, let's not forget what Christmas is really about. Let's remember the message Jesus preached here and what he said. There's a world all around us in need, y'all. The devil can't make us bad, he'll make us busy. Sometimes we get so busy doing stuff even good stuff, that we can forget the purpose of all of it. So I'm praying for you a Merry Christmas and for me a Merry Christmas. But my prayer for our Merry Christmas is that we remember what it's really about, remember who it's really about, and that we live it out daily in service to those in need. So a lot to think about, a lot to think about. So let's, uh, let's, let's have a good week this week, and let's keep our eyes open for where the Lord's calling us to serve. Thanks for being with us. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you in the morning. Thanks.